This is Anne-Marie Terpak, Sacred Heart School's Director of Institutional Advancement and today's host for the Heart of Sheridan Road. We are joined today by members of our Religion and Campus Ministry team. The Primary School Religion Teacher, Katherine Gates, the Lower School Religion Teacher, Kathleen Edwards, and Middle School Religion Teacher, Jackie Bialdovecchio, and our Campus Minister, Jane Steinfels. As a Catholic school for all faiths, with nearly 30% of our students from Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, and Jewish religions, as well as other Christian denominations, we will be discussing Sacred Hearts Religion Program. To begin, how do Sacred Hearts schools strive to serve children of all faiths? Our goal at school is to give children the opportunity to share their faith authentically. When possible, we bring these different religious traditions into the classroom. Our strongest example is probably our seventh grade world religions curriculum. One of our deepest hopes is that families will partner with us, that they will be engaged in the faith lives of their children. We celebrate the Christian liturgical year. We also mark the holy days for the faiths of all of our other students. The most explicit way that we do this is in our morning prayer binder. Each day at school begins with prayer in the homeroom or in the advisory, and those days are each marked with the holy days or a notable person or saint from a given tradition. As a whole school, we celebrate together an interfaith Thanksgiving prayer service with our neighbors from the Emmanuel Congregation and the Ismaili Center, and in the week of Christian Unity, we celebrate with ministers from Christian denominations that are representative of our student body as we celebrate and pray together for unity in our church. Our fourth grade students are involved in a program called Poetry Pals, where we partner up with students from Muslim school, students from a Jewish school, and then we represent the Christian school, so to say, and the students come together to explore their different religions and um, share their traditions together and learn from one another. And I believe this is our ninth year of doing Poetry Pals. St. Madeline Sophie Barra, the founder of Sacred Heart Education, wanted each child to know that she is known and loved by God and encouraged to make God's love visible in the world. How do we ensure that children know they are loved by God? And how do Sacred Heart students make God's love visible in our world? Inherent in each of our curricula is the aim of making God's love known to each child. That goal that each of them is created in the image and likeness of God. Now the curriculum that primary school uses, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, illustrates this concept in a very developmentally and age-appropriate way. The image of the Good Shepherd who calls his sheep by name, who gives them all his love, all his care, all his time. The children get to know the historical person of Jesus through the infancy narratives, Jesus' public ministry, and the parables. But it's really through the Good Shepherd that they encounter Christ in their imagination at first, then more noticeably through other teachers, leaders, parents, people in their lives who help take care of them. They see the love of God mirrored in all of those who help take care of them, who help them learn, who help them grow. They see the person of the Good Shepherd. They come to know the historical person of Jesus. And they see that within themselves is that capacity for love, too. All members of the Sacred Heart community contribute to this understanding that each child should feel value for their individual talents, 
which are a gift from God, and work together because it's not just the religion teacher's job to make that love visible. We truly all are committed to that mission of making God's love visible in the world. I know we have a very active community service program and that's a tangible way for our students to put their faith in action. Can you speak more specifically about some of our community service outreach? So it's my students that participate in the community service. They have a whole rotation every Tuesday. One of the classes goes out to one of our community service partners in the Edgewater, Rogers Park, even Evanston community. Places like Howard Area, places like Inspiration Cafe or 10,000 Villages. And it's a great opportunity for our students to go to the same service site, build relationships, create a sense of mutuality where they are not only serving, but they are also growing and learning through the relationships they have with others at the service site. And it's a phenomenal program mm -hmm. to have the chance that during the school day to go out and, and serve others in the community. You know, we have meaningful ways at every grade level that we connect students to serve in our community. And I remember when I was working in first grade last year, we started a new service project that continued this year, building toys out of recycled materials. Mm -hmm. And not only did they donate the toy designs that the first graders invented, but they also wrote down step-by-step um, -step instructions for how they use the engineering design method to create these toys. They donate the toy designs to Care for Real, where children their same age could build those toys with materials that they see around the house or at mm -hmm. school. Towards the end of the project, children had the opportunity to visit Care for Real and mm -hmm. see exactly what they do so that the donations that we make throughout the year, they actually can understand where they're going and how they're helping people in the neighborhood. They're seeing the tangible effect that their good works are doing. I can't wait to find out more about Hearts for Honduras. Our mm -hmm. second graders are mm -hmm. in the middle of a pen pal program with students in Honduras, and I just received the invitation today to come hear them share with us what they learned through this project where they're gonna grow in awareness and build relationships with people whose lives are different from their lives. Absolutely. And in this year where we're thinking about crossing frontiers, I think we're really broadening our horizons of how we live out Goal 3, and the Hearts for Honduras project is a perfect example of that. I think Sacred Heart Education is extremely unique in many ways, but one is that we're part of an international network of schools, and we're very engaged within the Chicago community. I know faculty and staff have an opportunity for summer service programs as well, and I believe we try to connect in our classrooms with um, students from other Sacred Heart Network schools worldwide. Can you speak to that? Our students have uh, linked up through the years with students, particularly from our school in Uganda, where we are able to fundraise to help subsidize some of the costs related to that school and to the lunch program. In various years, other faculty have connected between partnering mm -hmm. with another school, whether it's a network school here in the U.S. or whether it is, it is a school abroad. In this goal three year, the students made the decision to give up their mater gute to mm. support the religious of the Sacred Heart and the schools in Puerto Rico. So our students are very aware mm. of our worldwide relationships. As an independent Catholic school, Sacred Heart strives to educate the head and heart. 
What does Sacred Heart provide our students in religious formation that they may not receive at another school, Catholic or not? One of the things that makes Sacred Heart distinct from other schools is the goals and criteria. We have a couple of versions of the goals and criteria. There's the... The primary version. Love God, love to learn, help others, be a friend to all, and make wise choices. And far into eighth grade, those are the ways that the students remember the goals. We push them to think about how they are really about, you know, personal and active faith in God, a deep respect for intellectual values, social awareness, which impels to action, building community as a Christian value, and personal growth in an atmosphere of wise freedom. But they really prefer the kindergarten version all the way through. But these goals are so unique to Sacred Heart education and really provide us, not even just as a religion department, but the whole school, a chance to continue to touch back to what our most deepest held values are, and that each of those really does come out of our Catholic religious of the Sacred Heart tradition. Mm -hmm. And so not only are we grounded in this Catholic religious of the Sacred Heart tradition that brings us the goals, then the goals then also expand out to how we live our life together. So in the middle school, for example, we've developed the middle school norms. Things like, I will be prepared, I will be here now, I will be gentle with myself and others, I will look for solutions, and I will be polite, which is a way we start each class to remind ourselves of how we want to be our best selves with one another. The community service program that we talked about earlier comes out straight out of goal three. Mm -hmm. And that personal growth in an atmosphere of wise freedom, that building community as a Christian value, leads to a level of understanding and respect that we push the students to embrace and emulate in all of the ways that they can in their lives. And it's neat to see them grasp these ideas and live them out. And by the time they're eighth graders, we try to give them as many leadership opportunities as they can to share what the goals mean to them and share them back with the younger students. Mm -hmm. We recognize Sacred Heart Schools as a Catholic school for all faiths. Currently, you are in the liturgical season of Lent and will be approaching Holy Week shortly. Throughout the season of Lent, we've been practicing espacio. What is espacio exactly, and how is this beneficial for all? Espacio is a Sacred Heart tradition. All Sacred Heart schools throughout the network, I believe, are involved in one way, shape, or form of having espacio part of their day. And espacio is simply making time and space for God. Our wonderful prayer binder allows our students to have espacio as a daily practice. I'm sponsoring a candidate for confirmation this year, and he recently asked me, maybe a couple months ago, Mrs. Edwards, when are we going to do all school espacio again? And it came up in our liturgy team about doing espacio during Lent. So here we are at 9.40 every day, the espacio bell chimes, and our primary for one minute, lower school for two minutes, middle school for three minutes. And teachers can expand on that. But the whole idea is the entire community. Everyone takes time and space for God during those minutes of espacio. You might say, well, how is this a Lenten practice? Um, we are making space for God. We are making space for each other. 
We are making space for the earth. And that has become a Lenten theme this year. I think that one of the things that's important is that we often encourage the children to practice as they mean to go on, that that we should attend to and pay attention to and practice how we want to be. And in this particular aspect, we hope that each one of our children will grow in their faith tradition. And several years ago, for, at one of our interfaith roundtables, the rabbi from Emmanuel Congregation reassured one of our parents that our hope at Sacred Heart is really that their son be the best Jew that he can be. And that in this time of Lent, even though it's a Christian practice, Mm -hmm. our hope is that just as each one of us are striving to live fully the faith that we have, that each one of our children will be called to live their faith more deeply. How do we celebrate Holy Week at Sacred Heart Schools in a way that is inclusive of all of our students? Holy Week begins on Palm Sunday. Jesus enters into Jerusalem. In the past, we've had students gather with their palms and welcoming Jesus into our hearts in a very special way. We walk the way of the cross. Students that week will be engaged in the stations of the cross that are around the school. We are so blessed to have an amazing set of stations of the cross in our chapel. So our students start there and they think about what is happening here. What if I were there? How could I respond and how can I show care and love? It's a great lesson on empathy for our children and the students write reflections, they write prayers. Then what our students do is they help to create the 13 stations of the cross that are around the entire school. Every day they're able to see them. You know, passing from class to class, it's there for them, the journey. Our primary and lower students participate in those. Their teachers actually will walk them through. And I tell the kids, it's like being in the streets of Jerusalem that day. Do you think everyone is doing stations of the cross? No, kids are moving around, going to, from class to class. Teachers are you know, rushing a group to lunch. So keeping that in mind, I call it the streets of Jerusalem when they do the, <laughs> the stations of the cross around the school. You know, all religions pray, all religions fast, um, all religions do good for others. And so Lent is that time that we reset the button. Okay, how can we be closer to God? What do we need to let go of? And what do we need to reclaim? And I think that that is what Lent is about. For the Sacrament of Reconciliation, we offer our students in grades third through eighth grade the opportunity to participate in that sacrament. So all the students gather, they examine their conscience, and then they get to, you know, with their hearts, make the choice to um, talk to a priest. And all of our students can speak to the priests regardless of their tradition. Um, many of our students who are not Catholic will choose to do so. Um, so those students simply introduce themselves to the priest and share their tradition. Um, and then they, they're able to have that one-on-one time as well. Here at Sacred Heart Schools, we are approaching that season of First Communion and Confirmation. And I'm just wondering, how do we prepare our students, our second graders, for the sacrament of Holy Communion that is inclusive for all? We believe that preparing your child for the sacrament of reconciliation and Holy Communion is the true partnership between the home and the school. We work together from the very beginning of the second grade year with a parent meeting inviting all parents, whatever faith background they are, 
to a meeting in the chapel where we discuss the important dates of First Communion, but also what our curriculum is about, how we welcome all children in to share in this celebration, and we invite all families to participate in the day of the sacrament. Throughout the year, there are opportunities for parents to share perspectives from their faith traditions. We also have our second grade retreat day, which all parents are encouraged to attend. One of the things that we do with the second grade retreat is that together with their parent, the children will create a rosary. Working with one of the second grade mothers this year, we were able to find these very particular, they're actually a seed that is used for the um, Japa Mala beads that are used for prayer within the Hindu tradition. And so we've assembled kits for our Hindu students in second grade to actually create those prayer beads instead of doing the rosary activity. And similarly, for our students who are Muslim, to be able to create a set of prayer beads for the 99 names of Allah. And we've encouraged them in the past to, to make a set of prayer beads, you know, in a more general way, but not actually provided the materials for them to to create something that is that is meaningful to them in their tradition. So I think that's a great and exciting development, and, and I'm really grateful for this partnership between the parents and ourselves. In April, we celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation with our second graders. And for non-Catholic children, we have a gathering to recognize that Whatever faith tradition we are from, we all share many beliefs in common. It's my goal that each second grader understands that they belong to the Sacred Heart community and that we all share many beliefs in common, whether they're the five goals, the golden rule, or our curiosity to understand life's big questions. There are two other components of the sacramental preparation here at Sacred Heart. One of those is that each one of our second graders writes an I believe statement and that I believe statement is really coming from their own faith. We ask the parents and children to work on these together so that the basis for these statements comes from the home. The children also create with their parents at home a banner which helps to articulate in a different format what that child believes. These are significant components of the retreat day celebration where in our prayer service that morning each one of the children will say their I believe statement and will light a candle to signify that belief and also the banners which are then hung for the masses for both the retreat day and for First Communion itself. And I think our students are so very lucky to experience the diversity of faith that we have here and celebrating all expressions of that faith because it's reflective of the world and to live in the microcosm of that kindergarten through eighth grade is a real gift as they're launched on to their adulthood. So my favorite part of those October meetings where we gather for the first time with our second grade parents is that we go around the room and each share our tradition and the parents' faces when we first say that um, are a little bit uh, stunned, Um, but I come from a mixed religious background and I always start the conversation and before long people are sharing very frankly kind of what their families look like and the religious traditions that make up their family. And that evening is very helpful both for us to hear and also for the parents to hear and understand backgrounds that these other parents have 
as they walk through this very formative year. Um, so as children move on in age, those who choose to prepare for the sacrament of confirmation, how does the school prepare those making this sacrament? So there's been a change made via the archdiocese. We have always provided a one-year preparation program in seventh grade typically, and now the archdiocese has asked us to make that a two-year preparation process, and that's across the entire archdiocese. So we're in the middle of a big transition in how we're preparing our students for confirmation. I'm kind of excited about this because the process has been essentially from kind of the fall and starting in earnest in December until May, and so much is going on in the seventh grade year. This opportunity to stretch out the confirmation process throughout sixth grade year and seventh grade year, I think will make it a much more meaningful process and much less stressful for mm -hmm. our students and for our families. We start with parent meetings and continue to emphasize how the parents are the first and best faith educators of their children. And we begin a process that includes about four masses throughout the year, plus a retreat, where we gather together and think about all the things we need to think about to prepare to be practicing Catholics in the world. And that time when we gather at mass is supported by kind of independent learning time with a confirmation book. The students and I decided to name it this year CPR, Confirmation Preparation Reflection, because it's not homework, it's CPR. It might save your life, they told me, Mrs. Gilsbeck. <laughs> so they, um, they have these chapters that we really encourage them to sit down and with their parents and do this reflecting with their parents. And we tease that you know at Sacred Heart Schools, we always want the students to do their own homework, and we don't want the parents to help with the homework. But I say, this is the opposite. Sit down and do this homework together. Make it a discussion. Discuss these elements of faith that you're learning about in these chapters. They have conversations with their sponsors. It's so important to have that other adult figure in your mm -hmm. life, especially in this identity formation time when you're figuring out who you are and what you believe, to not always have mom and dad to talk to, but another adult to journey with you in that time. And they have a, a series of eight conversations over the course of the two years. And bringing all of that together, the retreat and the sponsor conversations and the learning in the textbook and service and the work we're doing in the world's religions class where we're asking questions about what do we believe and how do we express that faith and what's the history of all of these faith traditions that are increasing in religious knowledge and all of that gets pulled together at the mass to help them journey towards this place where they really can see themselves as practicing Catholics in the world. But I always say to my students who are not planning on preparing for the sacrament, and that can be for a variety of reasons. It can be because it's not their faith tradition. It can be because they're just choosing not to receive the sacrament at this time, even though they may be Catholic. No matter what, you're a child of the Sacred Heart, and no matter what, you live goal one. So you look at your personal and active faith in God, or even personal and active belief system. Mm -hmm. And so every seventh grade student at this time in their lives where they are figuring out who they are, figuring out what they believe. Go on a journey with another journal program that we've developed where they do reflecting on those big life questions to figure out who they are and what they believe. And that's why also for all seventh grade students, they do a religious role model project as well, because no matter what our faith tradition 
is there's role models out there who can guide us and inspire us to be the best people that we can be. And so every seventh grade student participates in that. And art class paints, and I say paints because it's actually painting, but the technical term is to write an icon, but they create this image of their religious role model. And they're just some of the most outstanding, phenomenal pieces of art that I see our seventh graders do. And I think it becomes really meaningful to a lot of them. Definitely. Thank you, Catherine, Kathleen, Jackie, and Jane for the work that you do to benefit not only our students, but the entire Sacred Heart community, reminding us that we all are known and loved by God. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us for our next podcast, which will be released in April.